Welcome to Fine Motoring with me, David Dondi. If you have questions or you want to find out more about something, drop me a line, david at fmr.co.za, otherwise at podcast, as always, at fmr.co.za. I recently got to test the 1100 Honda African Twin Adventure Sport DCT, and let's chat a little bit about that. What do you get? You get uh, nice little toys like daytime running lights, Bluetooth audio, and Apple CarPlay, a USB socket, an auto turn signal cancel, cruise control, emergency stop signal, IMU, HSTC, and wheelie control. So we are talking about a motorcycle, and it is a credible competitor in a market that almost only acknowledges one incumbent, BMW and its excellent GS series of dual sport on-off road touring bikes. Let me be clear, I'm a BMW fanboy, so looking at Honda's answer to BMW has me give it a super critical eye. On the road in an urban setting, it is way better than the BMW. Just as much presence, but lithe and way more responsive. It's narrower. The dual-clutch six-speed gearbox works like an auto. And beyond my personal learning curve of not grabbing a clutch lever that isn't there, in fact, there's a handbrake lever a little bit further out that's there, um, and ghost shifting with my left foot, a shifter that also isn't there, it's wonderful. I don't care how skilled you are, with a manual gearbox and clutch, you cannot pull off as instantly and easily as you can with this DCT box. Roll the throttle and you move. No take-up, no revving, just magic. Off-road, it feels, uh, let's call it more nimble than the BMW incumbent, but slightly. It's also slightly more easy to ride without the learning curve that the big BMWs have. But the differences are subtle and may have more to do with personal background than outright technical prowess and engineering. As a long-distance tourer, the BMW is just a little ahead, and this is only speeds above the insane. And again, only just. I think the BMW is slightly more relaxed at interplanetary speeds, and the screen definitely quieter from wind noise. But let me be clear, if you were on a tour with both and swap bikes, neither would cause remorse to give up for the other. Now on to key differences. The BMW screen slash infotainment screen is faster to respond. The Honda's occasionally lags. However, the Honda's simpler touchscreen and thumb-operated switches are a joy to use in comparison to the quirky BMW system, which in spite of my vast experience with, I never quite feel at home with. However, this causes one of my few dislikes of the Honda. Your right hand controls things like cruise control, which is great. Uh, it isn't radar adaptive like an option on the BMW. And the gear switch going between neutral drive and the sport modes and even manual modes. And it also has a small volume and heated grip control. And of course, the start and kill switch, all manageable. It's your left hand that has me griping. Computer control, which counts at least 10 switches, depending on how you count. A gear change up and down switch, which are great for the record. And then the indicator and hooter, and therein's the problem. Stabbing the hooter in an emergency could have you cancelling your indicators and not making much noise. Not quite perfect ergonomically. I think some of the stuff could have moved to the other hand, especially the more critical stuff could have been left to one hand. My other small wine is a beautiful rubber-protected USB port for CarPlay connectivity to your phone. And it's fantastic, but 
there's no place to put your phone anywhere in range of it. It's a wind that needs fixing in the aftermarket via tank bag or a phone holder. This could have been done better with an integrated cubby of sorts, but that, that is nitpicking. The other thing was the self-canceling indicators were a bit of a hit and miss affair. Um, I think the engineering is a little lacking there. On the other hand, uh, dynamically, it is a joy. Wheelie control and traction control, control of the adaptive suspension, gear speed control, power control in various modes, the ability to kill ABS to the rear brakes all lend to a bike superb in the twists and confidence-inspiring. And also relax to ride hard. It's a supremely talented bike. The big questions around the numbers, 305,000 Rand. Uh, 248 kilograms uh, before you put yourself on there. Uh, It has a 24.8 litre tank and the previous rider to me had done a a lot of riding and averaged 5.6 litres per 100 kilometres. My testing was perhaps a little less frugal at the 8 litre per 100 kilometre mark, but with frugal driving that's going to give you some good range. You, of course, get that six-speed DCT and you've got 75 kilowatts of power, which... uh, in the real world has you lifting the front wheel with absolute ease. If you're in the market for a dual sport, shortlist this one and test it before you buy the obvious. Really do. And that's it for Fine Motoring uh, this week. It's been David Dondi. It's been fun. If you've got questions or you want to find out more about something, drop me a line. David at fmr.co.za. Otherwise, that podcast at fmr.co.za.